What's up, everyone? Welcome to Getting Grilled. I'm your host, John Grill, and uh, this is kind of a reboot of Getting Grilled. Uh, this is the network sessions. I'm going to be interviewing every one of the podcast hosts on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. Really cool series that our uh, founder, Johnny Bones, figured out. And while this interview is technically not the first one I did, as you'll hear right in the beginning, it is the first one we wanted to start out with. This is an interview with Taylor from Views From Up Here. I hope you like it and come back every two weeks for another episode of Getting Grilled, the Network Sessions. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Getting Grilled. We are in the middle of a series of interviews with all the hosts of the Fourth Wall Pop Network. It is awesome. And I'm here with, I would say, one of the more interesting hosts on the network, for more than one reason. First reason being she is the only girl in the network. The second one is I've known her since she was a child. Fairly. <laughs> Fairly a child, but still a child because she was my student who has turned into my friend. And I hope you knew that I was going to bring that up. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only from... Well, actually, you've been on every show. I can't just say you're... True. <laughs> Well, from views from up here and every other goddamn show in the network, the one and only Taylor. What's up? Thank you. Thank you. Um, I had a feeling you were going to bring up our original connection, um, but honestly, it's like my favorite story to tell. And people, I always get like weird looks and I'm like, oh yeah, my teacher, well, my friend and like, I don't know. I just always like pause and hesitate. But um, yeah, I was one of your, one of your first students. It was your first year teaching. So I, I've talked to other teachers about this and, you know, when you first start teaching, I started a couple of years late, but I was still, mm -hmm. in my, I was in my twenties. A lot of teachers start 22 years old. You're only a couple of years older and you know, you're new to teaching and you, you make connections with some of these students and you know, you keep in touch. I mean, I keep in touch with a lot of students um, less now of these coming years than I have in my first years. Like there's you and there's, you know, there's a whole bunch of other ones that I keep in touch with from your first couple of years, like my first four years. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I don't think people realize that those first couple of years when you're learning to become a teacher, you're, you know, you have students that are actually helping you become a good teacher, good <laughs> and bad, especially in the class <laughs> I met you in. Yeah, there were a lot of bad ones in Ooh. that one. No, there were some awesome ones too. Though. Yeah. Two others you hung out with were pretty cool. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't think people realize that, you know, you start teaching, you're, you're only a few years older than, you know, some of your students. It's, yeah. you know. And I mean, a lot of people always like, I feel like the more common connection is like, oh, I have so many teachers that I remember that like made an impact on me. And obviously you're one of them, but nobody ever thinks of the flip side is that the students really do help the teachers. And like you said, whether it's a good influence or a bad influence, and uh, I'm happy that we were able to keep that connection. And it was funny just to stay on the topic real quick. I don't, I, I don't know if it was, it must've been your status that I commented on and uh, Miss Smilek chimed in and she was like, Taylor Burnett, that's a name that I'm not going to forget. And I was like, and I know with you, it's probably not for a good reason. Cause she was a wonderful woman, but I was a little difficult in her class. I could admit that. So I'm glad you didn't have a similar experience with me. <laughs> I think you had her right before my class. Yeah, you, probably. Like, I, I remember you're like, man, she hates me. Like it's, how how could she hate anyone? But you know, I gave her a hard time. But like 
I was like a, I don't know. I was a know-it-all. I was a class clown. I was a little bit of everything in there. I kept her on her toes. So maybe it was a bad experience, but helped her nonetheless. <laughs> well, I mean, but if you think about it, you, you made an impression on a lot of people because you, you know, with what, what your profession is, you know, you were back into school a couple of times here and there. And when you walked in, there were so many teachers like, oh, hey, Taylor's here. Even yeah. the nurses, God rest her soul, you know, were like, oh, Taylor's here. Yeah. yeah it was awesome. Um, and, you know, I, I also want to bring up that, oh, well, I just lost my train of thought. Nurses, Man. teachers, the fact yeah. that I'm amazing. Well, you are absolutely <laughs> okay. amazing. We know this. But, um, you know, it, there th- there is absolutely a flip side. And, you know, for people who think it's weird for teachers to go on and become friends with their students afterwards, I'll give you a great example. This is what I was going to get at. I had a teacher. He was one of the most influential people in my life. Um, I, I, and I've told you this before, I was a very difficult student in high school. Um, really? I, oh my God. <laughs> I um, could see that a little bit. I'm I, not going to lie. Quite difficult. Um, and I remember I was getting hired back at my old high school, um, for a position. And I remember by that point, my, my, this teacher had, um, retired, but it was mentoring, uh, the teacher that was hiring me and he, and he goes, uh, John Grill, he's an asshole. And I was like, yeah, you know, I told the, the person that was hiring, I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah, that was a fair, you know, that was a fair comment, but um, I changed his mind. You know, I, I, I'm not going to say matured because I am still a 15 year old kid. I mean, look around this room. This is, there's nothing but toys and instruments in this room. Um, but like, you know, I, like I, I was, it was pretty cool to like change his mind that, you know, and now we're friends. So yeah. I'm friends with my teachers and, and it just keeps going. Yeah. it comes full circle. I don't, I think there's difference between like keeping that connection and I don't know, using it later on in life, kind of like we are. And then like, I don't know, being more friends when they're actually in school. Like we had, we had a very much teacher student relationship and it was oh, yeah. just a positive one. Oh, yeah. um, and I think a lot of people, they, they blur those lines. They hear friends and they just think it's weird, but I'm yeah, cool with it. I'm cool with it too. And that's the thing, like my students, and I say it all the time. I, I never said it because it, it was something I only come up, came up a few years ago. There was a couple kids like, Oh, Mr. Grill, I'm your favorite student. I'm like, no, they're not. And then another one, oh, I'm your favorite student. We're, we're, we're best friends. I go, no, I dislike all of you equally. <laughs> They're like, how is that possible? I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. I go home and I, I, I just, I, I curse all of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're the reason I drink, <laughs> in addition to just beer being great. <laughs> I don't say that, but I do say. No, I, I know. Had, if I had hair, you would be the reason I would lose it. And yeah. Like, oh, my God. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. We're not friends. If you see me in public, don't say anything. Of course, they say me. Mr. Grill! Oh, my God! You're your own little celebrity in that town. It's not even that town. I, I, I'm an avid photographer. Every time I go to a certain camera shop, someone pops up. It's usually a former student. It, you know, I was in there today. I, I randomly went there because I, I had found an old camera I wanted to get fixed up. And I'm in line and I turn around and there, there's another former student. They're like, oh, Mr. Grill. And the guy behind the counter goes, every time, John. And literally for the past couple of months, every time I go in there, there's someone. I'm like, I'm sorry. It's just. Just who I am. 
you know, so <laughs> I digress. So let's talk about your show on a network, which in my opinion, no offense to everyone else on the network, except for Johnny bones. Absolutely offense to you, Johnny bones. I don't care if you just had a kid <laughs> views from up here, the most unique show on the network. Unique is a great way to describe it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It is like sex in the city on steroids, in my opinion. Okay, I'll take it. And, and I, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, because obviously you're planning a wedding and life is busy and, <sighs> <laughs> and you do a million other things. But um, when I first started releasing my episodes, we weren't talking as much. Our group chat was like, crazy with a whole bunch of other stuff because bones was having his baby and all these other life changes so i wasn't hearing from grill that much and i was like oh god what if he recommended me to the network and now that he's listened to my content even though he like kind of knew what i would be talking about already i was like what if he hates it what if i just screwed the pooch and now we're no longer (laughs) friends or he doesn't want to be on the network with me i was nervous and then when like we finally did have a chance to talk you were like no this is friggin awesome i was like oh god it's amazing such a relief The first 10 minutes of your first episode, I had to pull over. I was on Route 70 in the middle of nowhere. And I I just pulled over because I was, I mean, it it was a shitty situation you were in, but I was just laughing because I just couldn't believe, couldn't believe what, I don't even remember what you called him, what this boy Mm. had put you through. And And I was like, oh my God, this is the greatest show. I have heard. And I, you know, your success as, you know, it's noted. I mean, I think you were the most listened to show on the network. Every time you're on another show, that show becomes super popular. So thank you for all the listens for, for this episode of getting grilled. Sorry, Jared, because you were the first one I did. And, you know, I, I'm sorry that this is probably going to beat it out, but you know, it's, hopefully. um, Oh, it will. will. (laughs) Jared's an awesome guy too, but you know, it's, it's, it's just an awesome show. And, you know, I, I want to ask, well, for people that have not listened to it, which hopefully, you know, everyone that listens to the network listens to everything on the show or mm-hmm. everything on the network. What, what do you, how do you describe your show? Like, <laughs> honestly, like, I want to know how you describe your show. I, I try to stick to the same verbiage that I came up with, like for my first um, trailer. And I basically say it is a lifestyle podcast. It's about dating. It's about sex. It's about relationships. It's really just my audio diary about all the crazy shit that happens in my life. That's really what it comes down to. I try to put a positive spin on it and I try to give a, a lesson or a little tidbit of advice connected to all the bullshit um, at the end of every episode. And I've gotten a lot of good feedback. I try to share it on the podcast Instagram page as much as I can, but a lot of people have said this episode helped me Uh, break up with my um, shitty boyfriend, or it's helping me improve my already great relationship, or, oh my God, I didn't know men fell asleep on you too. (laughs) I've gotten a lot of positive feedback. And truthfully, even if only one person said they enjoyed listening to my show, that would be enough to keep me going. So it's awesome. Yeah. That's how I would describe it. it. It's, it's just a roller coaster of stuff. And I just, I don't know. I, this is going to make me sound so old. And again, I'm not that much older than you, but like people really do this stuff. Yeah. Like, I, 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 and honestly, I, 
even after all of the things that I've talked about um, and all the crazy things people have heard, I think like, this has got to be it. This has got to be the craziest shit I've seen. Like, I'm not going to meet another Craigslist murderer on here. There's no (laughs) way. What are the odds? And then something else comes along that trumps the last. And I'm just, I'm happy to experience it just so I could share it with everybody else and we could all have a good laugh. I I hope, and I, and I've thought about this forever. I, it's almost like TV show worthy. Like, I, I, I feel like your podcast could be a TV show and, you know, <laughs> I, I hopefully, I, I don't obviously not the way you probably want to go, but I, I think it could make a great show. I, honestly, I'm doing this podcast. So I have you ultimately to thank for this has opened my eyes to a whole bunch of things. Like I'm not trying to get on a high horse. Like when you guys say my show is the most listened to, or it's bringing in all of these viewers, listeners, whatever we want to call them. Um, it means a lot to me, but I'm not trying to have it cut to my head. It's just, it's opened up a whole bunch of ideas for me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I've always been known, whether it's by teachers or random people in my grade that barely remember my name. Like if it comes up, they're going to be like, they either know me for my baked goods, my cupcakes or my cookies. Oh, I forgot about the baked goods. (laughs) Or they know me for my storytelling capabilities. Like those are the two things that I've always been known for overall. So, I mean, I still bake here and there, but I'm clearly a chatty Kathy, so I might run with it. Who knows? Maybe you'll see me on the big screen one day. That'd be awesome. That'd be so cool. <laughs> so I, I have tasted said baked goods in my life, and you are a damn good baker. Thank you. Um, I, I get it. You probably don't have a lot of time right now. Um, I, I do want to go to the storytelling thing. And I th- I had a conversation about this. So last week it was my bachelor party. And um, it came up. I don't even remember one night. It was 48 hours of just mayhem i I don't even gonna call it mayhem because you know i i'm not that kind of person like we true you know we hung out in the mountains like you saw those pictures yeah um it was beautiful do you think i'm gonna say east coast but i want to focus on new jersey do you think people from new jersey just are good storytellers if not better storytellers than the rest of the country have you ever thought about this for some reason Uh, Yeah, I I honestly, I have given it some thought and more recently because I decided to rewatch The Sopranos um, because I saw the Many Saints of Newark trailer. So I was like, you know what, let me just refresh my memory. Um, And I just see like the the exaggerated New Jersey persona, which I have a little bit like I was born and grew up a little bit in Jersey City. If you get me really exaggerated, that is how we are. I think. how we are um but if you you get me a little amped up like you hear a little bit of an accent come out like there i i'm literally sitting here right now talking with my hands there it is talking (laughs) but i like i'm so animated right now and i do think that yeah, I do think that we have a little something special over here, especially in terms of storytelling and just presenting information. I mean, it, some of the best performers, musicians, yep. and actors have come from New Jersey. Like, obviously, not all of the great ones, but we we have a, a nice little uh, list under our belt. I mean, so, yeah, I... Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think you make a good point. I, like I said, I didn't give much to it, the, much thought to it as of late. Um, but yeah, it's, that's definitely a good point. So I think at this point, when everyone on the network listens to the show, uh, Dan Haas will chime in and say, duh, Springsteen. But you know, <laughs> that's not how he talks, but I don't know. It just sounded like the right thing to do. Sorry, Dan. Um, 
so what I have so many questions and I'm just failing. They're right in front of me. I, you know, we're going on the storytelling thing. Why do you think you're, all right, I'm just going to go with it. Why do you think your stories like resonate with so many people? Like, obviously, you know, we just talked about, oh my God, this dude, I had a dude fall asleep on me too, which I, I, yeah, I, I mean, and, and it's, so I, to answer your question and kind of still tied into that, I think it resonates with people so much, not even because it's happened to them. Like I have had people, like I said, come to me and say, oh, this has happened to me before, or I'm going through something similar, but I think people relate to it or enjoy it because it's just so real and raw. Everybody who's listened to even just me talk, not even the podcast itself knows that I have no filter. I'm respectful when I need to be. And I'm not like this, I don't know, un uncultured person. Like I, I try to present myself very well. And even people who have listened to it, they're like, you just have a nice way of speaking. So I know I have some class in here somewhere, but I just don't, I don't give a shit. I tell it like it is. And not a lot of people are willing to talk about their um, brown star on, <laughs> on social media or on a platform where hundreds or thousands of people can listen to it. So I think for the sake of my, um, raw unfilteredness that's probably why it sits well with people or sits with them at all you remind me there's a comedian and i'm not sure you've ever heard of her uh but my my fiance just had turned me on to her name uh liza slushing you you told me to watch that movie on netflix have you because you thought i would like it and i did and i absolutely loved it i should have texted you about it but i could see that a little bit so that so first of all that movie good on paper is yes. is you by the way if none of you have seen this movie eliza Slesh- eliza Schlesinger's movie good on paper it's on netflix she's fucking hilarious go listen to all of her stand-up as well but like you remind me of her mm-hmm. and she also no bullshit no no filter so i mean there there is a niche mark i don't want to call it a niche because it's it's actually pretty big but there is a market for people that have stories like you and i think that's why um Another reason why, you know, the podcast has taken off the way it has. Um, going back to school, do you remember one day in school where you just lost it on a kid and just, I mean, there was, I've never heard that many expletives come out of an 18-year-old's mouth in a 30-second span. And I just remember standing there with my jaw. Do, do you remember this? I remember it so distinctly. I could rattle off his name so quick. Yeah, I, yep. I absolutely know what you're talking about. And yeah, um. I'm honestly like a little embarrassed. You still remember that because it's not my finest moment, but one thing like- Are you kidding me? That was amazing. <laughs> it was it was very nice in hindsight, but in the moment I I was I was a little embarrassed. Um, you got high-fived by everyone around you. <laughs> you did, except the person that I was- well, I mean, whatever. At, yeah. yeah, whatever. Um, no, I, it, a lot of times, especially like now, but especially back in like middle school and high school, because I was- so tall and so chubby and so goofy and nerdy and all these other descriptors. Um, I stuck out like a sore thumb and it was, I was usually the butt of everybody's joke. So that's what this one particular individual felt like doing every single goddamn class. And you reined him in as best you could. And for the most part, it was effective. Um, Occasionally he had to get kicked out or whatever, but it never got too bad until that day i don't even remember what he did or said to set me off but i was just like this is my breaking point someone needs to snap on this guy i don't so even think it was about you yeah it, may, I, it might not have been I, I think it was either someone in the class or me 
I don't remember. It wouldn't surprise me if I snapped because he was pissing you off or saying something shitty about you. I'm that, just trying to that's get through very the Beatles, realistic. man. I'm just trying to get through. Come on. Like, he's like, I remember what it was. I Oh, my God. I remember. What? What was it? He said, this music is fucking gay. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my God. It's all coming back to me now. Um, and I think I said after I said, what's wrong with being gay? What if I was gay? And he was like, you know, he just started. Yeah, just made that little face. And yep. you just lost it on him. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, 10 years ago, that was a much more common thing to say. Not okay by any means, but it was just like, dude, give it a rest. Yeah, I snapped, but someone needs to. Sometimes they have to see people in general, people who say hurtful things like that. They have to see that people aren't willing to sit back and accept it. And that's when it, that's when we hope they sit there and reflect on their actions. I'm so happy you spun it that way. Cause that was where I was going with this. Have you ever had to do that to someone you were dating or someone you were talking to? Yeah. Oh, okay. absolutely. Yeah. Um, my, my ex of four years, the one that I broke up with right before the pandemic. Um, it's strange because, and this is getting like a little into race and I won't be very particular, but his family was Persian. Um, his father had escaped, um, or left Iran for asylum because he didn't want to be drafted into the military. It was this whole big thing. Um, so he, and he, um, identified as a Democrat. He had very positive views on a lot of things and we connected on a lot of levels, but there was a small element of him, um, that was quite racist and quite homophobic. And that's the complete opposite of who I am as a person. I mean, maybe I grew up in a household that might've promoted some of those thoughts and feelings, but that's not how I identify myself at all. So there were a lot of times where I found myself just like giving him a little bit of a side eye, like, what did you just say? How did that come out of somebody that I'm cohabitating with? I've been dating with for years. Um, and there were one or two times where I was like, uh, I'm actually not going to engage with you on this topic. I'm going to separate myself, whether it's sleep on the couch or stay at my friend's house or give you time to think, because if this is the type of attitude you're going to have, then you're also going to lose me in the process. Um, and I was proud of myself for doing that because obviously like you don't, I don't know. You don't want somebody around like that in your life, or at least I wouldn't. And I feel like if it's going to come from anybody, like a reality check, it should come from somebody that loves you. Like I love you enough to tell you you're being a dick right now. And I love you enough to give you space so you can think about what's happening and hopefully correct that behavior. But yeah, even just guys that I've talked to or gone on one one or two dates with, it's just like, what makes you think that's okay? Like the guy who told me that I... Um, could you lose a few pounds? Sure. But I would do you, I would do you. I just can't date you. (laughs) Well, you're about to get a reality check, but if anything, that's what you're getting. Uh, I just, I don't, I I don't understand now, you know, I, I come from a community originally that has a lot of people that think maybe the way your, um, your ex thought in different ways, because it's just different upbringings, which I, I don't think are right. Um, you know, and again, that is not how I identify either, but just the fact that someone would say something like that to another human being, it just, it boggles my mind. It really does. And, um, I mean, listen, I'm not going to lie. I've been put in my place many, many of times (laughs) I, and you know what, I, I'm proud enough and strong enough to say that and reality checks do work and I encourage them 
with my relationship that I'm in now, which is my longest and going to be my longest. Yes. Um, you know, just she has put me in my place before and, you know, maybe in the moment, you know, I'm like, what? And then I was like, oh, yeah, I suck. Mm. <laughs> but I just, you know, but I, I just can't believe that even it, that's someone I know. Yeah. I, these people, these are people that you're getting to know and they say things like, oh my God, mm-hmm. I can't believe it. Okay. Let's spin it another way. Sure. What is next for your podcast? What, where are you going with it? I know you have tons of stories, but what, where do you want to see it go? Like what you tell me. I mean, it's honestly a great question. And I gave some thought to that when I recorded my one that came out today, um, episode 12. And I, when I was talking about um, my most recent situationship ending and me being back on the apps and still trying to figure stuff out, I was, as I, the words were coming out of my mouth, I'm like, what happens if I do eventually find someone or like, and I like start to settle down. I was like, I'm not going to have all these crazy stories to tell. Like then what? Cause I don't want to stop the podcast. So I think the direction that it's been going in or the direction that I've taken it so far is great. But um, as far as what the future holds for me, I, I've always been told that I give good advice or at the very least I'm a good listener. Mm-hmm. So the one vision that I have for it and the exact content can be to be determined. Um, I want to make it more engaging. I want to okay. have more listeners, more of the audience kind of help me direct it in a, in a way that they want to see it go or a way that's helpful to them. Um, so it'll probably still be a lifestyle podcast. I don't necessarily intend on changing that, but I've also gone through a lot of different stuff in my life, not just things related back to dating. There's family dynamics, which can get kind of crazy, especially, oh, yeah. I especially know a little in bit mine. Of it. Yeah. So uh, there's so many directions that it can go, but I want it to go in the most beneficial to my audience. So I guess I don't have um, a solid answer. And I think that's okay. Cause that's a good thing. Yeah. I'm pretty good at flying by the seat of my pants, but um, I definitely want to get more opinions um, from the listeners and give them what they want to hear. And there's mm-hmm. so much out there. Like I'm not the only person doing this. Like there are so many other podcasts that share similar stories or at least have the lifestyle dating undertones to it. But um, I think there's something a little different about me. I can't even put my finger on it just yet, but um, I think it's different enough where I, I can make it something even better. I like that. Very confident, but you've always been. So that's <laughs> just the way it is. So a little bit of a, a little bit of a, not trivia, but a couple of questions here. Wait, are you quizzing me? Like oh, I I'm need quizzing to... you. I'm oh, quizzing boy. you. All right. <laughs> what is your favorite movie right now? Oh, I haven't seen many new ones. So I hear right now and I try to think of like the favorite one I've seen recently, but I'm just going to give you one of my favorites overall. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to have to be outside of my favorite genre, which is horror. So sorry to any horror fans listening. Um, the Departed. Oh, great movie. It's a really good movie. It's one that I could watch over and over again and either not get sick of or still pick up on something I missed the first 20 times. I just live, love it because I lived in Boston. And I, I've gone to Boston twice in the past like three or four years, mm-hmm. and I am madly in love with it. If I didn't, if I had the money and I didn't have so many people I'd be leaving behind in Jersey, I would be there in a heartbeat. It's a 
very expensive place to live. That's kind it of is. one of the reasons I left. And yeah. that was that was at this point, oh God, 15 years ago. Hmm. It's just everybody's they're so nice. There's so much to do. There's so much culture. Ah, you didn't go to Southie then. No offense, no, Southie. No, I actually, so I did go to Southie and one of my favorite restaurants, I say in the world, I haven't really traveled many places, but one of my favorites ever is in Southie. Um, have is. you, Cafe Polonia? Oh my God. Oh my God. Some of the best Polish food I've ever had. Yep. And I, like, I grew up with a bocce. So like, yep. I, that's saying something, God rest her soul. Your stuff was good too. But uh, this place is amazing. And I saw it because of diners, drive-ins and dives. Yep. It's something my ex and I did together as we try to go to as many places in the immediate area or wherever we were traveling that guy went to. Um, so yeah, I was only in Southie for a brief time, but they do have good stuff to offer. Southie is cool. <laughs> there, there's a really funny guy on, on TikTok and I can't remember his name right now who, Im- who like imitates, a, you know, like a family from Southie mm-hmm. and it, it's spot on. Oh, there's, there's, I follow quite a few um, content creators on TikTok from Boston and that kind of feed off of that. There's one guy who reads um, Misconnections. Yeah. Oh my God. He's hilarious. Stuff is so good. And some of the stuff I'm reading, I'm like, this is something that I would encounter. Someone might be like this tall goddess that I saw in the Weiss bread aisle. Like, where are you? Like this, it's just crazy <laughs> shit that he reads. Um, but I, I really love Boston. And yeah, so I would say the departed is easily one of my top five. Awesome. I like that. I love the departed too. Don't, don't worry. Everyone's getting these questions. Everyone, okay. Not just you. <laughs> Although no one else has recorded yet, except for you and Jared. Mm-hmm. Get on it, guys. What the hell? Um, your your availability is also a little slim, though, so we can't put it all on them. Uh, it's a wedding. <laughs> it's a wedding. Yeah. I had all week this week. No, it's okay. Um, so, okay. Don't answer this question based on me. What is your favorite music right now? Mm, okay. Um, I would have to say, so you just want a genre? What are you listening to right now? Okay. Um, so a a guy I actually matched with, um, on one of the apps and went on a date with this week. Um, he actually introduced me to a band. I'd never heard of them before. And Oh God, this lead singer's voice. So the band is right now. No, I don't think so. All right. Mm -mm, No. (laughs) If you listen to them, I think you might take them. Um, it's called, they're called hot mulligan. I've, I've never heard of hot mulligan. Yeah, I didn't either. I thought he was, I thought he was making up and honestly sounded like a sex thing to me. I was like, he's totally setting me up for like a joke right now. Um, but I looked them up and, I don't even know what you would categorize them as. Like, maybe it's like alternative. I, I don't know what, see, I, I don't know if you're looking it up right now because your face looks oh, brighter totally, yeah. than it was before. Okay. Oh, I, I, yeah, yeah. I'm totally looking this up. <laughs> you could tell me what genre they fall in, but if anybody is listening to this, I mean, people are listening to this, but if you're going to do anything as like a call to action after this episode, in addition to listening to my podcast, um, please look up hot Mulligan. I don't know what it is about this man's voice, but it's raspy it's raw i've only ever heard a few voices Ooh, like that emo is it do they count okay i guess they consider themselves emo and i posted this meme on uh instagram like a couple of days ago or last week it was like um pop punk bands will have song lyrics about losing your first love in your arms but name it like i got a blowjob in the mcdonald's parking lot and like the the song content never actually matches every, the title. That's every, you know, Blink 182 song ever. Exactly. But th- this band definitely lays itself to that. Like some of the titles sound so stupid, but the lyrics are great. And his voice is just, it oh. blew me out of the water. Wow. So they, they were on tour with Census Fail right before the, right before the, um, 
uh, pandemic. pandemic. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, I don't, I don't think they're a very like small band. It's just, I had never, I've never heard of them before. Um, but I'm definitely in my, I'm still in my pop punk emo rock phase. I'm never going to get out of it. Pop That's, punk is, pop punk will never die. I no. pop punk and ska are like what I grew up on. Yeah. Like my, my band just started playing like, I mean, it's, it's mainstream ska, but like spider webs and Sunday morning by no doubt. Okay. I'm like, I'm like so excited. I went on a deep dive and just start. I like, I think I listened to every Midtown album I could like two days ago. <laughs> like, just it's such good music. Some people make fun of it. I'm like, how how do you not like this? Honestly, I feel like if they listen to it long enough, they'd fall in love with it too. It's just a an unfamiliarity thing. There's no way you can't like it. Something corporate is on the docket for tonight. Once we're done, I'm gonna go listen to some something corporate. <laughs> good. They're so good. All right, Taylor. I think we've covered it all. Have we? I think so. Do you have anything else to say to uh, the Fourth Wall Pop Network? Um, just I fucking love it here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I love being on the network. I love all of the other hosts and anyone listening to this episode. Just wait until the rest of them get grilled because it's going to be awesome. Um, obviously, any conversations I get to have with you are top oh, notch. <laughs> Um, and I appreciate the chance for me to get to talk a little bit about myself, but maybe not in the same way that I do every other week on Thursdays <clears throat> when I release my episodes. Every Thursday. <laughs> every other Thursday. Every other, that's what I meant. Sorry. Yes. Every other Thursday. <laughs> on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. On the Fourth Wall Pop Network. Oh, there we go. What are your socials? Ah, okay. There we go. Um, I'm only going to share Instagram. I do have a Twitter. Um, it's just a slightly more complicated handle. And I will be honest, I don't use it, but it is there if we ever need it. Um, if anybody would like to follow the show on Instagram, the handle is at viewsfromuphere.pod. And um, I try to post pretty frequently. Sometimes the posts are engaging. I do polls and have questions where I want people to answer so I can tailor my content to you. Um, and other times it's just funny profiles or messages that I get um, related to the podcast or just from dating in general. So it's a good time. Follow us. Um, and yeah, I, I guess that's all I got. This is, this has been good. It's just this enough. Awesome. So, <laughs> so listen, everyone, you know, go follow, follow Taylor. You can also follow me on yes. my now, you know, reactivated uh, Instagram. I do have Twitter, but I really only use Instagram as well. It's at Get Grilled Pod. It's the same for Twitter. Follow us on the Fourth World Pop Network. Go listen to all of our shows. There is something for everyone with more coming. And quite honestly, we're awesome. We're, we're, yeah, awesome. we're, we're really fucking awesome. Pat, my, pat yourself on the back. I'll pat myself on the back. There, there we go. That's <laughs> I got short arms. So I don't know. I know I could probably reach. A hell of a lot further than you. Yeah, I got, I got nothing. I'm, I'm, <laughs> you got a little T Rex arms. It's okay. <laughs> People are gonna be like, "What the fuck's going on?" All right, everyone. See you in two weeks. <laughs>